Welcome to the first of two Switch the Envelope October specials. This is Switch the Envelope's Top 20 Scariest Movies of All Time. Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to a Switch the Envelope bonus episode. Bonus! My name is Corey. I'm Jeff. This episode, we're going to be counting down the top 20 best scary Woo! movies. Woo-hoo! So, just to explain a little bit, Jeff and I tasked each other with writing uh, our own rankings of top 20 uh, favorite or best or, like, you know, just awesome... Most sc- iconic. Yeah, scary movies that, that we, w- we would think are, are just... would be the sort of ultimate scary movies. The kind you would watch when you're sitting with your girlfriends, <laughs> having some popcorn... Painting your toenails <laughs> on a nice October night, and you want to watch a scary movie. Pillow fights and scary movies, yeah, basically. You uh, want to be scared, you'd watch this movie. Yeah, it's it's one that you you hold the, the blanket up over your face. You know, it's the one that uh, stays with you a little bit <clears throat> after you leave a theater, uh, or that helps change a pattern in your life, like swimming in the ocean or dreaming. You know, like. <laughs> 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 we want this to be the definitive list. You go to this list and go, what am I going to watch tonight to scare the shit out of me? Now, disclaimer. Because we wrote our list independent of each other, we compiled a sort of like average ranking for each of these movies. And some iconic movies fell just outside of, of 20. Some some of them fell very short of 20. And some of them, you know, we... we, uh, we had disagreements back and forth about like whether or not it's a scary movie. And so we tried to to really hone in uh, a good top 20, but know that it's, you know, it's not really perfect because there's like a million horror films out there and it's near impossible to rank these yes. in such a concise list, but that's what we're doing. Yeah, cuz we can conquer the impossible. Yeah. We're climbing We can do anything. We're climbing this mountain. It's going to happen. We can build this thing together. Stand tall forever. Nothing's going to stop us now. Nothing will stop us, except for people on Twitter. If you <laughs> have an opinion about this list, hit us up on Twitter at, at Switch Envelope, or you can uh, message us on Instagram. At Switch the Envelope. Yep. Uh, or our Facebook page, or you know, however you'd like to get a hold of the show, and continue this. Tell us where we went wrong. Tell us, like, why did you rank that person that, or that particular movie so low? Or you completely forgot about this movie, because chances are we will. Oddly, I always think it's funny how we always think people are going to tell us that we're wrong. We never think that people are going to come and tell us how right we are. That goes to say something about us. I mean, have we're you read? Have you read any of the feedback? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, just a quick programming note. We sent our supercomputer Al. On vacation this week, he's down in Simi Valley getting some some massages or some treatments, whatever supercomputers do. But Al still left his instructions. He asked us to do his useless facts for him. So right now, we're going to do Al's useless Hollywood facts. In 1974, the independent film The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was shot on location in Round Rock, Texas for approximately $30,000. The indie horror film from a no-name director starring no-name actors, 
would go on to gross $30 million at the box office in the U.S. alone. The movie we today know as The Texas Chainsaw Massacre originally had two working titles before the director, Tobe Hooper, settled on the name we call it today. The movie's original name, Head Cheese, was quickly discarded for the much more sinister title of Leatherface, the name of the movie's main villain. Although the producers of the film did not stick with this title, Leatherface remains one of Hollywood's most iconic characters. In 1979, director Ridley Scott created the iconic sci-fi monster film, Alien. This film was an epic box office success, making $200 million at the box office and spawning, yes, spawning, a 40-year-long franchise. Alien made a household name out of its female protagonist, Sigourney Weaver, and the movie's director, Ridley Scott. Not bad for a movie that was sold to the studio as being Jaws in Space. And this has been Al's Useless Hollywood Facts. All right, let's get into it. All right. Top 20 scariest, not scariest, but best scary movies. Number to watch on a scary night. Number 20, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Now, <clears throat> by all accounts, it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit dated, but really sets a precedent for horror films in that it now makes you scared to go to sleep. That is yeah. terrifying. Also, we have to say, I mean, mo- many of these films are going to be dated, but you know what? There's no more iconic character than Freddy Krueger. Absolutely. His striped sweater, his burned up fucking face, uh, you know, his fedora. His glove. And, of course, the glove. Yes, absolutely. There's no other famous glove from the 80s than Michael Jackson. <laughs> it was Michael Jackson and Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, yeah. I-, I think this is probably, until Scream comes along, one of, one of the most popular... Uh, Halloween costumes for for yes. uh, like young teens to to wear. I I've seen so many Freddy Kruegers over the years, and it's one that doesn't even like it doesn't slow down. Like you always are going to see a Freddy Krueger around Halloween. And honestly, if you see a good Freddy Krueger costume, I would still be like, dude, that's a good Freddy Krueger. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, this is uh, yeah. Uh, you you know if you can make something as uh you know, like the the safe haven of Dreamland become a terrifying place that you do not want to go to sleep. Uh, that's pretty successful, and that's why it makes number 20 on our list. Awesome. Number 19. It's an older film. If you guys have not been able to dive into the classics, I mean classics. <laughs> I mean 1956 kind of classics. Mm-hmm. You have not seen this movie. This is a movie that makes you scared as shit for little girls with pigtails. <laughs> This movie is the bad seed. Oh man, this is this is kind of the movie that starts off making little kids creepy. Yes, you wouldn't have a Children of the Corn. No, you wouldn't have the Omen. This movie is as scary as it gets if you are scared of children, and which most guys are. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a little girl who's really like entitled. Her mom is, is sort of uh, in denial about how fucking demonic and sinister this little girl is. Because uh, she murders people, turns out, while skipping. Yay! Yeah, she skips right over and murders the handyman to death with a shoe. It's terrifying. No, she sets his bed on fire. She, ah, she, she sets she his, sets bed, his on bed on fire. And then she murders somebody else with a shoe. Yeah, that's... Another little boy. This lady, this girl is really sick. 
And this movie is so popular that it inspired like four or five remakes, including one that just was remade with uh, uh, year, Rob Lowe, right? yeah. Rob Lowe, yeah. um, which was absolutely terrible. Rob don't. Lowe should not direct movies. <laughs> but the, the bottom line, uh, don't trust kids. Why? Because of this movie, The Bad Seed, and that's why it's number 19 on our list. Awesome. Number 18, a, a movie that's responsible for bringing back horror genre to popular culture. That is, in the 90s, we, we get Scream. Yes. Before Scream, we had bad movies starring bad actresses like Jennifer Aniston, like Leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> right? This, this really sparked a new boom in the horror genre. And while it's kind of just an amalgamation of every good horror film that came before it. On still, this list. Well, <laughs> that will be ahead of it on this list. It, um, it still represents... Um, you know, a pretty good cross section of, of what a good horror film is. And it's it's pretty meta too. Like it, it's pretty self referential to like what the horror film tropes are and it hits them and you you you're not disturbed by it. Like it doesn't bug you because it's become part of the sort of fabric of what this movie is, you know? Of course it's meta. Wes Craven himself appears in the movie as a janitor dressed like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, I mean Wes Craven is an icon uh in, in the horror genre. And so far, he's, he's already got two films on our list. <clears throat> okay, so we're moving on to number 17, Alien. Ooh, sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror. Yeah. Now, this may not set the Halloween mood. You know, if you want the Halloween mood, maybe go out for a, for a little bit of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> but uh, the Sanderson sisters. But right. this movie will scare the crap out of you. This is Sigourney Weaver, Up in Space, Getting chased down by a friggin' alien. It's a monster movie. Monster movie. Flat, all the way. flat and simple. It's a monster movie. You, you know, there's there's suspense. There's a chase. There's stalking. There's people popping out or aliens popping, popping out, out of people. chests. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's got gory parts. It's got really suspenseful parts. It's definitely an edge of your seat type of movie. Uh, it just happens to be more sci-fi, so it it doesn't have that like like most of these films are like small town gets like ravaged by a serial killer is sort of like a, a main trope of a lot of because, horror yeah, films. Yeah. Unless it goes into the supernatural or, you know, possession or something else. Because if you're putting in a small town, you're able to be in a place that you can't get out of, or they have the police that you normally would depend on. There isn't enough of them because there's one right. sheriff in that town and he can't handle all these serial killings. But if you were in a, you know, if this happened in New York city, then, you know, it'd be a little different. Yeah. I mean, the, Alien, definitely to that point, like it surplants the uh, small town and puts you in a spaceship. There's no yeah. getting out of a spaceship. It's space. Yeah. You go <laughs> like, outside, you will you're, die. You're dead. Yeah, so it's a, it's a closed system, and this shit is in there with you, and the alien itself is an iconic horror uh, creature. And they're still making, I mean, it, they're still making them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's gone away from this, this sort of like suspense and become more of a sort of standard sci-fi, um, you know, movie well, genre. But yeah. that first one is is terrifying, and that can be said for every one of the movies on this list. Well, yeah, subsequent first movies. one, great <laughs> sequels, shit, and oftentimes remakes for a lot of these. Not not as good as yeah. The original. Almost, a lot of these, a lot of these have remakes, yeah. and uh, as we're going to go through these, you'll see that there's not a single one of these movies on this list that we're talking about where we're talking about the remake. We are talking about the originals of all these movies because we have not found one remake that is better than the original. Maybe that's just us being traditionalists. I don't know. Mm, we may be biased. Next Maybe. on the list. 
Next on the list. Well, what number are we on? We're on number 16? 17. 16. Number 16. Uh, the Amityville Horror. Ooh. Good one. This is one where a house is scary. <laughs> now, this one is bad. This You're one... afraid to go in your house. Ah! <laughs> now, this is the one where you get the things like the... Uh, bleeding, the walls, bleeding walls. The flies. Uh, bees. Oh, the bees. Yeah, bees. bees. They just flying things accumulate, accumulate on the window. Ugh. You know, it's just no, thank stuff, you. Just weird shit is happening, and this is where you also get movies that have the backstory, where it is a real story, something well, that actually happened. I mean, it's it's it claims to be based on on a real story. A lot of these, like <clears throat> like the Conjuring stuff and all that kind of stuff, has been sort of disproven as being actual. This one's story. real, man. It's not. This one's real. Um, it's it's Don't as kill it. it's this as real. It's as fabricated as the Blair Witch, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that the significance of the cultural impact at the time that this movie yeah. came out, when people thought that this was based on something that actually fucking happened, you know, yes. um, and that's the, what made it so terrifying. And what's awesome is the front cover, the original front cover of this, is the house with the eyes, the house with the eyes lit up, freaky. Now that is a real house. Yes, and uh, it 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 has a hard time uh, like on the market. They like also, people don't want to buy this this house. Well, would you? They've been they've had like fifteen movies made <laughs> because about. of this movie. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, it's pretty insane. Yeah, it, it drives the family insane. Like the the house lives. Ooh, <laughs> it's, it's if I my house. Uh, I don't know what I would do if my house was like trying to kill me. That would be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the seventies, so we have a lot of movies that are similar to this. But this is one of the first. Of its genre, where you get these the devil worship or the the demon possession, sure. and is all in here. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's just evil and evil in the form of of a, a homestead. You know, th- this is also like one of those first movies where um, that sort of like cliche of people in the theater being like, "Get out!" Yeah, <laughs> like just fucking run. Like, why are you not putting this on the market? Why have you not left this house? Like, just pick up what's available and get the fuck out. Like, yeah, yeah. just get a realtor, bro. People yelling at the screen. Uh, this was like this. This is the start of that. You know, like that. This movie was just like, get out of the house. This is also one of those just movies where you're walk like, out the door. Where the you're like, where the audience feels like they are much more intelligent than the person in the film. Mm-hmm. You're like, dude, you are just stupid. Yeah. Why are you living in this house? The walls are bleeding. Yeah. Obviously, you shouldn't be living in the house. Plenty of red flags. <laughs> Plenty of red flags. <laughs> and and yet, great entertainment. Next on the list is a is an older film. Comes from the 60s, I believe, 60s. 1967. Is it 67? I think it's 1967. Uh, 68. 1968. Damn, I'm good. 1968. It's close. Rosemary's close. Baby. Oh, more devil. This is a very creepy film. This Ooh. is creepy as fuck. There is, there is ghostly rape in this? In this uh... Uh, not just ghostly. This is devil. This devil is rape. her getting raped by yeah. the devil. Speaking of rape, this movie <laughs> is directed by Roman Polanski. It is directed by Roman Polanski. And it's a movie about uh, devil rape. So, um, oh, the demon seed, like she's she's she gives birth to a de- demon baby, the devil's baby. Oddly enough, you know what this does share with a con- with a with a you can make a connection to Get Out with this film, sure, because Get Out was the one from from that was one in two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a similar vibe. This is a kind of a movie where through the whole movie you've got this whole group of people that everyone thinks is this wonderful, sure. loving group of people, and then all of a sudden, Surprise! slowly through the f- <laughs> film, you realize that these are devil-worshipping, creepy people who are, yeah. their only purpose is to take this one nice woman and impregnate her with the baby of she's, the devil. She's a vessel. 
And the creepy thing is, spoiler alert, she, at the end of the film, she decides to raise the baby as her own. I, really a good choice. Yeah, it, this is a fucking creepy movie. Yeah. Good good on you, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling gross just talking about yeah, this Yeah, let's now. move on. Uh, let's move on. Number 14. This is... Um, <laughs> Number 14, When a Stranger Calls. Ooh. Okay. Iconic, iconic for the line alone. Yeah, nobody will know oh, what this movie man. is, but you will all know the line that comes from it. The call is coming from inside the house. The, ah! the calls are coming from inside the home. Oh, my gosh. Babysitter, you know, gets, gets uh, sort of harassed with these phone calls, and she... Uh, has the police trace the calls? First of all, we have to remember make make sure everyone knows this is before cell phones. Oh yeah, yeah. These are with a landline. This is this is an older an older movie too. This is seventies something. Uh, some, this one probably came out in 79. Um, yeah, th- this is the like kill like like creep out a babysitter. Like you, you know, you're you're watching somebody else's kids. You're you're in a you home know, responsible you for other people's children in a home that you're not familiar with, and a murderer comes in and like eviscerates. The kids that you're watching while fucking with you at the same time. Uh, that's that's pretty terrifying. And ba- basically the whole idea about this one is if you didn't have this film, you wouldn't have had Scream. Scream takes the exact same idea of this film and puts it onto a cell phone. Into cell phone era, yeah. Yeah, Scream did a great job at doing that. But what A Stranger Calls did was breaks down the idea of your house being secure. And it makes you think that not only is someone out there, but they're actually already inside the house. So th- this not only plays into sort of like the fear of like being serially murdered, <laughs> becoming a statistic of one person's you know hit list, but it also takes away the safety, like you said, of the home, and that is so impactful for creating this uh, like cultural fear of like oh shit, like lock your doors, make sure you lock the doors, you know, make sure that nobody can get into the fucking house, and like beefing up the security, you know. Whereas Amityville previously is like it doesn't matter if you lock the doors because the house is trying to kill you but this one you know like it's your house is not safe from these predators and that's terrifying as well especially when you know you're in somebody's somebody else's house and and that uh murderer comes and starts stalking you and harassing you um but yeah it's it's an iconic film and this movie did a lot of did had a lot of spinoffs and sequels and i mean we just said scream was took the idea of this movie we also there was also the call with uh, Halle Berry, there was also a remake done of this. There was also a sequel done of this movie. There was there was a lot of that, the, a lot of ideas that came from this one movie. So even if you don't know when a stranger calls, you do know the uh, the, the the story of this movie. Yeah, it, it's impacted you know several movies and and sort of pop culture um, since it was made. You know, and and <clears throat> it uh is definitely one that deserves to be on this list. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so number thirteen, everyone knows this damn movie. Oh, especially in California, we're near the coast, though not not set in California. No, set in the, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jaws. This movie dropped tourism rates for coastal cities. So awesome it was. The cultural impact of this particular scary movie was like almost wrecked an entire industry of, you know, coastal cities, tourists that, that build their entire economies on, on tourism. Nobody wanted to go into the water after this. Um, and it also started this sort of uh, phenomenon we have in America with our obsession with sharks in general. 
you know, uh, we now have Shark Week on Discovery Channel that airs yeah. you know, every year, and you know, we we have this infatuation with this this monster that lives in the deep. You know, that comes in and occasionally takes a bite out of a surfer or a swimmer, you know. <laughs> um, Which actually does happen in, you know, our coastal cities. Yeah. Uh, all, all around us where there's ocean, a shark will, will nab a person eventually. Um, we're in their we're in their home, and I think that's that's what's terrifying. Is we we always felt like oh we we own we as humans sort of like own our own domain, like everything that uh, that we can see, that we can go to, that we can experience is sort of our space that we can exist in um, because we're the top of the food chain. And then you realize very quickly that's not the case. And Jaws capitalizes on that, yeah, and turned it into this this fear that no one at the time really had until this movie is made. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, how significant this movie was to shaping sort of the fears of a nation, you know, it's pretty crazy. Though I do have to say the CG is terrible. <laughs> All right, so number 12. Number 12 is... Saw. Yeah, Saw! <laughs> uh, this movie is, uh, is, is pretty, pretty terrifying. We talked about, like, A Stranger Calls, where a, a murderer is sort of fucking with its victim, even though he doesn't really kill the the babysitter, but like the harassing the the victim, Saw turns that into a game that is the most terrifying, like sort of moral ritual that he now, makes these people go through. Now, I will say a little, little caveat to this: I think this is a fantastic movie. They took it to a new level. C- kind of rips it off from Seven. Yeah, but Seven mm, Seven is is really just like a crime drama. No, I'm saying they took Seven yeah. and turned it into a horror a film. horror film. Yeah, so that's yeah. why it's on the horror list. Yeah. Uh, but Saw Saw was was really really well executed, and the twisted pun. No, 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 no. Execute. No, no. Ah, I, I, I get it. No, the the um the setup for it, where it's do you want to play a game, and then like these people have to go through these trials to sort of make up for their shortcomings in life, and how far they will go to redeem themselves. I mean, fucking Carrie Elwes chops off his fucking limb in this movie to redeem his terrible behavior you know like i know and then you find crazy. out that the fucking killer is like sitting there with them the whole time he was what in the, the room fuck? the entire time oh my god oh my! which is one of the reasons why the film is so good yes yeah when when he sits up at the end the, like did you see this movie in the theater no i did not you didn't have the pleasure of sitting seeing this no. in the theater uh there was an like an audible gasp from the entire audience when he sits up in the <laughs> <laughs> in that fucking creepy, gross well, bathroom. Well, really, the only place there's only two places you ever see a scary movie with a shitload of people mm-hmm. in a in a in a house, yeah, with the lights off, or with a shitload of people in a theater with the lights off. See, that's really the only two places you see a scary I, movie. I my wife is not a huge fan of scary movies, <sighs> so I watch a lot of scary movies alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you should never watch a scary movie alone. Alone, yeah. I saw um, I saw a movie. Oh, drag me to hell, which is not on this list because it's it's okay, like it's good, but it's it's fine. Um, in a movie theater, completely alone, and an usher, like the whole premise of the movie, the usher is, sat down with you, no, like right next to you, no, no, like no. There's a hundred seats, and he sat in the one right next to you. Uh, so I'm I'm in the theater, completely alone. I sat That'd like be creepy. I sat like in the middle of the theater so that I could kind of have eyes on every exit and everything. And the whole basis of the, the monster is like it comes in like the shadow. It's like this ghost monster that comes in a shadow. And the usher came in to the hallway. So there's like this wash of light from from the main theater uh, lobby and just a giant shadow of this usher. <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> what would be scary is to see, was it Scream 2? 
Scream 2. Oh, where somebody gets murdered, murdered in a movie in theater? The movie yeah. theater and everybody can see it and they're not. Yeah, that would be scary. Anyway, moving on from Saw, number 11. Number 11 is, at the time, was thought of as one of the scariest movies of all time. This which movie is, is creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck. And it utilized something that Blair Witch utilized, but way back in the 70s, which is the idea of the true story and the true backstory and real life footage. This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. The, original. the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not like the remake, not the part four with Matthew McConaughey. I mean like the real oh, terrible. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Cool. The best part about this movie is the creepy narration that starts the film, where they say this is a a true life account of this murderous story that befalls five youth. Setting up the story that way makes this a really creepy tale. We know this is uh, basically just a gimmick. Right. But the real life marketing is great for this movie. Yeah, it's it shot on like really grainy, you know, footage. It it's got just like the dude skins people and wears them as a mask. Like, ugh, ugh. Leatherface. My God. I mean, this is something that like gets taken to to another level in like Silence of the Lambs or something like that, where he's going to make a dress out of the people that he makes, or like even Tusk that comes later from Kevin Smith. But it all comes... No, 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 but I'm saying like it, like the, they're all taking from that original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, where somebody is using the skin of his victims, you know, to wear as or to create something. It, it's yes. oh, so gross, like a tapestry of human. Ugh, so, so fucking creepy. And honestly, uh, there there is far fewer things that I would want to be murdered with than a chainsaw. That seems like the worst one of the worst things to be hacked up with like the oh it, it's i like to not think about it and just uh, watch the movie and be happy with it let's not think about it yeah so there you have it numbers 20 through 11 on our top 20 list of best scary movies it really was the best i feel that we have compiled a list here that young little boys and girls can scare the living shit out of each other with but, Jeff, it's not the best of the best. The best of the best is reserved for the next time we do this ep- this mini-episode. Oh, shit. You mean we haven't done 10 through 1? 10 through 1 will be next time. <sighs> you you have hear- to wait for that? Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to wait for the next Switch the Envelope bonus episode. Okay. Pretty excited about that. I'm going wait to wait with bated breath. So go out and watch these movies. Weigh in with uh, who you think uh, you know should have you know landed in, the, in this sort of top or this bottom of the top 20. This bottom 10? Bottom 10's good. The bottom 10. Uh, and then give your predictions uh, for what who you think is going to be in the top 10 uh, on Twitter, at Switch Envelope, or on our Instagram. Yeah, definitely throw at out your opinions by who you think should be in the top 10 for the scariest movies of all time. I mean, there are some people's favorites, like, um, I don't know. Ernest Scared Stupid. Scared Stupid. Uh, Return to Halloween Town. Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity, yeah. These are some very, very... Iconic. They're iconic. I- they're iconic. Iconic Halloween movies yeah. that should be in the top ten. I really. mean, we'll see how they sift out next time. Let's switch the envelope.
following has been a Riff Laugh production.